I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. Welcome to another episode of Your Food Looks Funny. I'm your host, Marcus T. And if you haven't been here with us before, we talk about some picky eating subjects, some things to get you over the hump when it comes to cooking or eating new things. But before I get into what today's topic is, make sure you're following us on the social medias at YFLF Podcast on Instagram. Also, check out our Facebook group, Your Food Looks Funny. You can just search us on there. and We talk about some funny topics and some strange looking foods and things that we probably just wouldn't eat. I'm not eating that. So if you're interested in being over there, come check us out. But getting into to, getting into today's topic again, chef, not English major, but getting into today's topic. I just want to do a, another YFLF short about eating your mistakes, your mistakes, not everybody else's mistakes, because you don't have to eat something somebody else messed up. But just getting into the topic of taking your food, OK, taking your food and and being OK with it not being perfect. Now, a backstory going into this today, I cooked some food. It was actually a, a meal from a meal kit company. Uh, called HelloFresh. If you never checked them out, give them a try. Uh, go to our website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com, and you can get a certain percentage off if you click the link on the homepage. But if you haven't messed up before, you probably haven't tried enough, is what I'm trying to say here. So today I tried a HelloFresh meal, and it was a couple of things that I just didn't do right. And everybody has an off day, even even chefs. I'm not a perfect cook. I'm, I'm not the guy you see on TV that never messes something up. Things get messed up. I usually just don't feed them to other people, but it's okay to again, eat your mistakes. So with this, it was a pork chop. So today's meal was a boneless pork chop with some rice and some green beans, but the green beans had gone bad. So I used some butternut squash that I had gotten from a friend. So as I was searing the pork chop off, moving right into this, I burnt the pork chop on one side. It was a, it was a little a little dark. It was a little dark. It wasn't what I wanted it to be, but I didn't quickly just throw it in the trash because I've done this before and I've seen this done before. Don't throw away the mistake. It's still edible. Okay, it's still edible. And there's something that I want to differentiate in just a second, but I just want to finish my story first. So I burnt the pork chop a little bit on the side. And then once I got done with the sauce, I wasn't a huge fan of the sauce and I almost altered it almost, but I didn't. I left it as the recipe said to do it. So I didn't change anything about the recipe and I wasn't a huge fan. And the squash that I made from the friend, I overcooked it a little bit. I overcooked it and it was a little mushy, even for me. And I'm, I'm not, huge on mushy stuff but my wife is a no-go and I think she ate it I didn't pay attention she wasn't feeling well so she laid down but that I didn't I gotta ask her how was it because it was a little mushy for me I, I wasn't a big fan I wasn't a big fan but I I ate it I ate it though I haven't eaten the full plate yet but I, I tasted everything I tasted everything to make sure what I was you know, what I was ending up with once I got done, because you have to taste it to know what you have. You have to taste it. You can't throw it away without assessing the damage first. You have to taste it. 
Okay, and that's what I was alluding to before is you have to differentiate between a mistake and a choice. And here's why I give you the separation here. There's a line that goes down the middle. For instance, with meat, let's say you're cooking chicken, right? And as I've talked about on this show before, you have to cook chicken to a certain point before it is safe from harmful bacteria and and such. So that limit is 165 degrees. Okay, washing your chicken, all that other stuff is unnecessary. Come on. But you have to cook it to 165 degrees. If you undercook your chicken, that was a choice because you were unsure. Maybe you were a little a little overzealous there of trying to pull it off and make sure it wasn't overcooked. But a thermometer could have been in your possession to check that temperature and you could have taken care of that so much easier. So much easier. So if you have the thermometer, make sure it's to 165. If you don't, you might as well just go ahead and overcook it because there ain't no point of guessing of if it is or if it isn't or just cut it open, one or the other. But if you undercook it, you made the choice to not continuing to cook it because you can cut it open, see it's not fully done, at least to a certain point, and you can throw it back in there. But if you undercook it and then throw it away, that was a choice. If you overcook it, that can be a mistake. And you can eat the mistake without worrying about getting salmonella poisoning. So again, make sure you can eat the mistake instead of suffering from the choice that you made. Always be ready to eat the mistake because it's a learning experience. And food creates stories. Good food creates stories sometimes. There's usually not a meal that you were like really excited about to tell the story all the time, especially if you've had it multiple times. Multiple times, it, it creates monotony. You have it all the time. You're not as excited about it. If you really are excited about something, uh, you probably came to the right place because you're probably a picky eater and you get excited about chicken tenders. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, Bad food as well as bad experiences create great learning opportunities, especially in food, because it's something we deal with every day. So when you get a bad meal from yourself or you make a mistake, great stories happen. And be feel free to tell those two people around you in order to, as long as they're positive. If you got some negative people that are just going to beat you down about messing something up, you might not want to tell them. But tell the people that are going to encourage you to say, hey, that's all right. You know, what are you going to try next time to make it better? So a story that I think I've told on here before, but it might have been a long time ago. So when I was in culinary school, we had a day where we made chili and cornbread. And the person making the cornbread in our class decided that he wasn't going to read the ingredients that are on the buckets that we have in the uh, in the classroom, basically. So instead of grabbing the sugar to go in the cornbread, and this was a big batch of cornbread, by the way. Instead of grabbing the sugar, he grabbed the salt. So instead of adding two cups of sugar to the recipe, again, a big batch, he put in two cups of salt. And, it, and that would have had to been the largest batch of cornbread in history in order for two cups of salt to make sense. It wasn't that large. So when our chef tried it, his mouth dried out in about three seconds, instantly ruining chili and cornbread day. But we had to taste it to know such. 
if he would have noticed that he put the salt in it, even if he says, I put salt in it, we still have to taste to see how much salt it really was to get that, uh, you know, to get the learning experience. I mean, you don't have to eat a whole slice, just a little taste gives you the idea of how much salt is too much salt. And then you, I'm sure he'll, he's never put salt in cornbread again. He's probably traumatized making cornbread for the rest of his life. I haven't kept in contact, so I wonder if he's made cornbread since then. Uh, another story involving salt, not necessarily food, but a, an ingested item. So we, myself and my wife went to a wedding a couple years ago, I think, and uh, they had lemonade and tea at the, at the bar or whatever. So my wife gets a cup of tea and she takes a small sip. She always takes a small sip or a small bite of something in order to get the taste of it. And that's not enough. I've said on on episodes before that you have to get a full spoonful, a full bite, a full swig to get the taste of a full flavor profile. So my wife takes a small sip of this tea and she says, oh, this tea tastes salty. Something I've never heard before. Why would tea taste salty? She was like, taste this. I'm like, why would I taste it if you say it tastes salty? But she didn't taste enough. And of course, she didn't want to go back and taste anymore. So she hands it off to her husband, a.k.a. me, to try it. And I uh, take a, a moderate swig. And of course, it is salt. Another case of salt being mistaken for sugar. So we uh, we had to be the guinea pigs for the uh, bartender or whoever was serving this tea, this, this salty uh, swill, this salt water tea, I guess, that they were doing here and tell them that they had put salt in it instead of sugar in order for them to take it down. But of course my blood pressure goes up because I had to be the one to taste most of it again, but it creates a story that now I hold on to for the rest of my life. There's not too many times where I can say I had salty tea and I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that unless it was a prank. And I don't think I've heard it for tea then either. Uh, but going back to me talking about preparing that recipe, I could have adjusted. I could have adjusted when I made that pork chop, the sauce, and and tried to do some different things to make it taste better. But I followed the recipe. And I've talked about that on an episode of procedures to do when you're cooking. When you're trying something for the first time, as far as cooking it, you follow the recipe to the tea. The whole way. Why? Because you don't want to assume something tastes different when you don't know how it tastes in the first place. Again, I'll say that again. You don't want to assume that something will taste different before you've done it the original way. I may have said those two different ways, but you get the point of what I'm saying. You want to read the recipe all the way through. You want to follow it to the T and then make adjustments the next time you make it because you'll know, hey, this was too sweet. This was too salty. You know, uh, something else was missing and you can add to it from there. But if you adjust something at the beginning and you don't like it, well, it wasn't their recipe anymore. It was yours. So, again, eat your mistakes don't eat choices, okay? Don't make the bad choices. But again, another short episode, a little bit longer than last week's, but a little bit shorter, trying to give you some good, concise information on helping you out in the kitchen. 
I appreciate you guys listening and I'll see you again next week. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Your Food Looks Funny. And call or text or reach out to the show and let us know what you think at 419-77-PICKY or 419-777-4259.